0: I just want to work on our first-time guests, if we have any, or some of our visitors that have been here before. We just want to work on you and let you know how much we love you and how much we appreciate you. And thank you this morning for being here in the house of God. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you this morning, God, because it had not been for you we wouldn't be here we thank you that you watched over us all night long and then you woke us up early this morning closed us in our right mind so we owe you thanks we thank you for being such an awesome God we thank you for the choir we thank you for the pastor we thank you for his wife and his children father we thank you for our children and our grandchildren we thank you for what you're going to do in us this morning God we move out the way and let you move in Have your way with us, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. see i'm still alive still have my health. still have my strength so it made me want to give god praise it it made me want to glorify his name it made me want to say thank you lord for this day the first day in this year i owe you lord and i thank you oh i just want to bless your name i want to honor you with all my heart thank you for keeping me thank you for saving me Thank you for forgiving me, Lord. Nobody can do what you do. Oh, I bless your holy name. It's time for tithes, y'all, and offering. Anybody excited by giving your tithes and offering? See, we have to give something to receive something. So we ought to be excited. And we're excited about God, what you done done. Oh, bless his holy name. Bless his name. Malachi said, bring all your tithes and offering to the house of God. So that he may have meat in his house. And he'll open the window. And pour a blessing out you won't have room ruin to destroy. Do you believe that today? So, should come on. And we're going to give our tithes and our offering to God. I'm excited about what God's going to do the rest of this year. I'm excited what he already done started. Oh, bless his holy name. Father, we thank you this morning to be here. We thank you for the tithes and over that you have given us to be able to give. Father, we thank you this morning, God, that you have opened our eyes that we can see a brand new day. And we thank you, for it. We thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do this morning through the pastor. Father, we thank you for the word that God is going to deliver in him. Lord, we ask that you bless him and keep him. We ask that you put a hedge around him, Lord God. Continue to use him, God, to sow your word so we continue to grow In Jesus' name
1: we pray, amen. I shall rise, I shall be, and I shall go in victory. No weapon formed against me. We'll never overtake you And I shall die And I shall be And I shall go In victory No weapon formed against me We'll never overtake and become God. We become God Is the greatest power We shall never We shall never Never be defeated be And become God We not He is the greatest King. power We shall never We shall never Never be defeated Oh
2: Happy New Year to all of you. We are grateful to God for the opportunity to be alive. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. We appreciate every one of you and we thank God for his grace and mercy on each and every one of us. We welcome those of you who are live streaming with us, whether you're local or state or national, wherever you are, international. We are grateful that you are part of what God is doing right here in Zion Hill. Also, I want to say thank you to all of you that participated in our Watch Night service. It was a blessing to see everybody playing their role, being at their post, and making things happen for the glory of God serving the Lord, peace, not in the sweet by and by, even right now. That is why the word of God says, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Amen. Thank God for all of you. We welcome any of our visitors in the house. We appreciate you. And we thank you for choosing Zion Hill as your place of worship this morning. Amen. If you have your Bible, will you please turn to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4 going to look at verse number seven. Just one verse. The book again is 2 Timothy chapter four, verse number seven. Thanks to all of our support team, our ushers and greeters and, and sound and Media staff, so many people in the work of the kingdom. Purpose it in your heart that this year you will be spiritually employed. What that means is that you're going to be doing something for the glory of God. Amen. The book is 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse number 7 if you find it say Amen the Bible says I have fought a good fight I have finished my course I have kept the faith Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for another beautiful day. Another beautiful week. Another beautiful month. And another beautiful year. Thank you for the opportunity to be in the land of the living. David said, I went to bed last night woke up this morning because you, the Lord, sustained me. So we thank you for life. Just to be able to open our eyes this morning, Lord, we say thank you. Just to know that we are still clothed in our right mind, Lord, we say thank you. Just to know the blood is still running in our veins. Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Lord, we thank you for your grace. As we begin a brand new year, we say have your way in our lives. Have your way in our church. Have your way in our community. Glorify yourself in this house. Lord, I pray that you will raise this congregation up. That people will come from east and west, north and south to behold your glory in this house. Lord, I pray that this year will be a year of miracle for many. We decree and declare healing in our body. Salvation of our soul. Lord, we thank you in advance that our loved ones are coming back to the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for souls in the kingdom of God. Lord, I thank you that this year will be a year of testimony for many of us. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in our church. Use your servant to proclaim and declare your glory in this community. Lord, I thank you that you will amplify my voice not just this congregation but nations you did it for Jabez you can do it again I lift up everyone in ministry whatever aspect of their ministry I pray for double portion of your anointing upon our lives a fresh anointing upon every ministers of the gospel a fresh anointing upon every deacon, every deaconess in this house. Lord, I pray for a fresh anointing upon every ministry leaders. Lord, I thank you that you will raise up giants in this house for the glory of God. For those who are in business, I pray for increase. We receive not because we don't ask. Let this year be a year of increase for anyone in sales, anyone in business, anyone believing God for plenty. Lord, I thank you that even sons and daughters of this house shall prosper. I thank you for prosperity in this house. Eyes have not seen it ears have not heard it it's not been conceived in the hearts of men what you God has in store for those who love you we tap into that anointing of more than enough your name is El Shaddai manifest your presence in our life manifest your presence in our worship manifest your presence in our home Have your way. It is so. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. You may be seated. I want to continue to share with you concerning this new year. So our topic for discussion is titled Strategy for Winning in the New Year. The goal of this message is to show you and me some strategies for you and I to win in this new year. Let me encourage you to please pay attention. I did not say strategies for you to survive. I say I'm on assignment to share with you strategies for you to win in this new year. If you receive that, say amen. amen. The passage I read to you, by the way, is not for funerals people in their religion have turned it into a funeral passage. But it was never intended to be. In that passage we see a grown up brother simply advising a younger brother. Nobody died. (laughs) There was no home going going on. It was just A mentor saying to a mentee, this is what it takes to win and win big in life. And that is why I come this morning to share with you strategies for you and me to win in this new year. The first thing that Apostle Paul wants Timothy to know is not to fear. If you don't hear anything else I have to say today, receive the simple revelation that God does not want you to go through the year in fear. If you receive that, say amen. Apostle Paul was trying to tell Timothy, don't let anyone intimidate you. See, he was a youngster, you know. And he said, No, stand tall, be bold, preach the word in season and out of season. So, the first thing I want you to receive today. To win in this new year. Do not allow fear. It doesn't matter what's going on in the news. It doesn't matter what's going on in the community. If you will learn not to be intimidated by a spirit of fear, you will do well. Please notice that that message is very relevant today because there are so many people who are living in fear, anxiety, and worries. Am I right about it? There are some people who are fearful of the economy. There are some people Who are scared to death of COVID 19? They've allowed the enemy to lock them up in the house. It's a shame when you become a prisoner in your own house. (laughs) They can't go out. They won't go shopping. They won't go fix their nappy hair because they're scared. A spirit of fear would do that to you. There are people who are scared of the school system. They got children, but oh my God, I don't know if I want to send my children back to school. That's a spirit of fear. Some are scared about whether or not they will get a job. Some are scared of violence. In the city, violence in the state, violence in the nation, fear. How many of you, just by way of sampling, how many of you have had to deal with fear or anxiety? Let me see your hand. Well, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm talking to the right crowd. Those of you who didn't raise your hand, you're a liar. I know there are many liars in the church. Maybe I need to preach a series on lying church folks. I should have told my cameraman and zoom through the crowd and see how many liars in the house. The truth be told, ladies and gentlemen, we all deal with worry. We all deal with anxiety. We all deal with fear. From the pulpit to the pews. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes we have fear of losing someone. People get sick. We worry. Even sometimes your pastor, they will call me and say, Brother Sosu and so is sick. Or Sister Sosu and so is, is in the hospital. Sometimes worry keeps th- and I have to be crying before the Lord. This is reality. Some people have fear of money. How am I going to pay my bill? I ain't got no job, or I'm working, it's not adding up. Lord, how am I going to make it in this new year? Ladies and gentlemen, people even have fear of the future. They don't know what tomorrow will bring. Some people have fear of failure. Am I right about it? even young people in school. They don't want to spend three, four years and not being able to graduate. Fear of failure. Believe it or not, there are people who have fear of the opinions of other people. I remember how I had to be delivered from that. (laughs) It's good to be free. But sometimes... You need to know that only God can deliver us from the spirit of fear. Some people have fear of their health. They can see things going down. Believe it or not, some people have fear of not having a spouse. They don't like staying at home by themselves. It's a spirit of fear combined with a spirit of loneliness. Some people are concerned that biological clock is catching up on them. I may never be married. May never find me a, hu- a husband. Fear begins to creep in. Believe it or not, there are men who have fear of not being married, not finding a wife. This is not unique just to women. We just don't talk much about it. But I hear the Lord say, if you're going to win this year, do not fear. If you receive that, say amen. I'm not talking theories. Even in my own life, I had to deal with this spirit. I had to develop my faith to override every spirit of fear in my life. I remember as a young couple who are trying to raise children and every now and then the circus would come to town and all those roller coasters, Ride, we'll, they'll put it up in Coliseum, sometimes in the mall, you know. And for some reason, we we'll want to take the children to have fun. But, but for whatever reason, my wife will say, Daddy will ride with you, <laughs> telling the kids. In the mind of these young people, they think, okay, Daddy is, is strong. But the truth be told, I'm scared to death. Do I have a witness in the house? Just because you're a man, that don't mean you don't get scared sometimes. I never will forget one time we were riding one of those riders called Tower of Terror. See, I could read that's enough to, to put fear in me. <laughs> Why would anybody in their right mind bring their own children to ride on a tower of terror? To me, it's crazy. Honestly, to me, it's foolishness. I'm getting it off my chest now so my wife can hear it. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. But as soon as those circles come to turn, my wife will say, it's time for us to go. And I'm shaking in my pants. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, fear is real. But we can overcome it. While we are still talking about it, I might as well t- tell you how I feel. One of the strange things I notice in this great country is that you are paid to be scared. I never can figure that out, Brother Brian. Brother Pastor, what are you talking about? You leave your house to go watch a scary movie. Just to scare your own self. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't get it. Maybe I'm just too country. Many of you subscribe to Netflix so you can watch horror stories, horror movies. And now you can't sleep. And then you have to call me. So I would not be able to sleep like you. It doesn't make sense. My children also were part of the problem, in my opinion. When they were coming up, they liked some book called Harry Potter. And this book come in volumes, bigger than the Bible. And these kids will read it and knock it out in, in matters of days. And I have to struggle as a parent do I stop them from reading this mess? Because I don't like it. Yes, I said it. I don't like anything talking about witchcraft, sorcery, wizard, warlord. I just don't like it. But on the flip side, I noticed it's helping those kids to read fast. So I have to make a very difficult choice. Many of you don't know, kids go to school, you have to take something called ACT, SAT, and all that stuff. One portion of that exam is just reading. If your kids can read, boom, they're gone. But it's frustrating to me that Somebody writing all those craziness is helping the kids to read. You'll be surprised how many kids go through grace after grace and they cannot read. Or they read too slow for their age. It got so bad that not only were these kids reading volumes after volumes and wasting my money. Then they start showing movies. And for some reason, my culture, my wife thinks uh, the daddy ought to always do this thing. In her mind, that's daddy's job, to go with the kids to the movies. I don't like Harry Potter. I don't like his, her books. I don't like her movies. But here's me in a movie hall watching flying saucer, seeing human head being cut off, seeing human being flying like a bird, all kinds of craziness. Then I come home, I'm having bad dream. And the only crime I committed is being a father. I'm talking about a spirit of fear. Ladies and gentlemen, it's real. And now we have two more demons in our society. It's called television and smartphone. Many of you got one right now. You cannot even listen to the word of God because you're still checking your phone. You're constantly checking for emails and checking for text messages and checking your Instagram and checking your YouTube and running your Facebook inside the house of God. And because we are in an information age, all they're doing, we have now information overload. And so people are getting depressed. They are scared. Even sometimes they are suicidal. I never could understand why will you pay to get your own self scared? But I hear the Lord say, if you're gonna win this year, you gotta make sure you don't live in fear if it means you have to stay away from TV a little while, if it means you have to watch what you are watching on TV, if it means that you have to control what information comes on your smartphone, stop paying for your own destruction. Somebody shout, fear not. That's my first point. I took the time to Google how many times the word of God said fear not. You can do the same thing. You're smart. But your pastor is not the normal. I just don't read ABC. I do research. You can't be a lawyer and not be able to research. you know. And I was shocked to find out 365 times your Bible said fear not. And it just dawned on me there are only 365 days in a year. What a coincidence. And your God, my God, our God says fear not. 365 times. One for every day of the year. Why is God spending so much time saying fear not? In fact, that phrase, fear not, is the most repeated command in your Bible. The most repeated command. God don't want you to fear. Okay, brother, pastor, now I got it. So how do I overcome that spirit of fear? Number one, you need to learn to be in peace. Shalom. Be at peace with God. Be at peace with your own self. Don't let nobody makes you freaking out all year. There'll be wars and rumors of wars, but you got to make up your mind. I will have peace, even in the midst of storm. Number two, how are you going to overcome the spirit of fear? It will depend on how you see things. If you see yourself as a victim, you will be a victim. But in this new year, to conquer spirit of fear, see yourself as a victim. If you receive that, say amen. You remember David and Goliath. What makes you think? A young boy is able to defeat a nine-foot giant who is a professional fighter who has scared the whole of Israel. The king of Israel was scared. The army of Israel was scared. Everybody was scared because this giant is booming, roaring like a lion. And here comes a little boy who brought lunch. Sandwich. For his brothers at war. Ladies and gentlemen. His secret. Is the way he sees himself. Are you, are you still here? The whole of Israel saw Goliath. As a terror in front of them. But David saw him. As food for the birds. Are you all still here? You remember Joshua and Caleb? I'm so glad my name is Joshua. When the people of Israel got to Kadesh Baniyad and they had to, they're on their way to the promised land. Am I still in the book? They had to send in 12 spies And 10 of them say, oh, no, we cannot do it. They're scared. It's a spirit of fear. They said there are giants in the land. The gates are fortified. We are just like little grasshopper compared to them. We don't stand a chance. But here come two Negroes. Joshua and Caleb. They say, oh no. Their defense has departed from them. We are able to go up and possess the land. Let's go. We can whoop their behind. What's the difference between all twelve? The way they see themselves. My message to you, number one. Be at peace with yourself. Be happy for you. Wake up every day and say, Lord, I thank you for me. You do you, I do me. I'm happy for who I am. I don't want to be you. Shalom. And then I say to you, See yourself as a victor, not a victim. Too many people spend the whole year whining and complaining. This ain't right, that ain't right. Yeah, 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 Shut up! See yourself as a winner. It don't matter what anybody think about you. What matters is what you think about yourself. Number three, you need to know that God watches over you. I don't know what the enemy is for this year. But when it's all said and done, the word of God said in Psalms 34, verse number seven, it said, the angel of the Lord encamp around them that fear God. You need to know in your knowing. People ask me all the time, how are you so cool nowadays? The same scary dude. They're scared of getting on a ride with little kids. By the way, when you go to the circles, there's something like a round circle like this, and you see a hussy. And you get on that. That's my kind. I can ride all day. But for whatever reason, my children like scary ones. And then my wife will say, Daddy will will lead you there. No, Daddy is scared. But thank God I'm delivered from that. The same God that delivered me can deliver you. You got to know in your knowing that your heavenly father watches over you. Even when you find yourself in the lion's den. Even if you find yourself in fiery furnace. Fire on the job. Fire in your business. Fire in your home. You know you're knowing. God's got your back. And you need to know that Jesus has paid the price. For every fear. That the devil is trying to send at you. He paid the price for your peace. Am I right about it? He paid the price for your healing. So when you see yourself getting sick, knowing you're knowing, you cannot die. It don't matter what anybody says. It don't matter what the statistics say. Oh, they say, oh, now we have seven hundred thousand people dying of COVID. Say not me. How can you say that, Pastor? You must be arrogant. No, I'm not arrogant. I know something. A thousand may fall, ten thousand by your right. I hear the Lord say, as for you, it won't touch you. You need to know that God's got your back. Don't lock yourself up. Leave. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to know also that this battle is not yours. It is the Lord. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45, David said, you came to me. With sword, with shield, with javelin. He said, But I've come to you in the name of the Lord. Notice that verse said, This battle. In verse number 47, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 47, he said, The battle is the Lord. So when people ask you, What are you going to do about it? Things will come up, and they will ask you, "What are you going to do about it?" Then you should say, "The battle is not mine. The battle is the Lord." You should have courage to say, "Lord, it is your battle." I am try everything to change my husband. I am try everything to change my son, to change my daughter. I am try everything to survive on this job. And the more I try, the more headache, the more pain. Say, Lord, this is your battle. The Bible says, cast all your cares upon Him. He care it for you. In case you are a preacher and you want to learn how to preach, I'm working with the letter F. Every now and then, I take time to help my fellow pastors around town. The first F, I'm telling you, is fear. Fear not this year. Amen. If you look at the passage, you see Paul said, I have fought a good fight. That's another F. Fight now. You see how we write Simon. Yeah. I try to take you sometime behind the scene because I have so many associates. They will ask me how you do this thing. And I let them in. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul said I fought a good fight. Are there any fighters in this house? Yeah. Amen. I don't know about you. In the new year, don't be a coward. Prepare yourself to fight every devil, every demon that is trying to mess with your own home. Be ready to fight for your own life. Be ready to fight for your children. Be ready to fight for your spouse. If you have to fight for your job, The Bible will and encourage this idea of fighting. It a fight the good fight. Lay hold of eternal life. There are things that belong to you, but ain't nobody going to give it to you. The days of handout is over. The Bible said, when the people of Israel got to the promised land and they began to eat the food of the ground, the manna ceased. Many of you, you're still waiting. When is government going to send more check? Ain't no check coming. Fight! Somebody needs to preach the gospel. I don't know about you I fought to get on my feet I fought to get a job I fought my way up and nothing wrong fighting Paul said I fought a good fight I fought a hell of fight that's what he's telling that young man Don't grow up thinking everything will be freebie. If you're going to win this year, prepare yourself to fight. I fought to stand. I fought to maintain my standing. I fought to carry on in life. Ladies and gentlemen, I fought to love. I have to fight to live. Are you listening to me? You gotta be prepared to fight. I have to fight my own fears. I don't mean to put myself down when I was sharing with you the spirit of fear I had to deal with. But I have to fight that spirit of fear. I have to fight my own fears. I have to fight my own doubts. I have to fight my own anxiety. I have to fight my own worries. I have to fight my own insecurity. I have to fight with haters. You'll be surprised. People on your job. People even in your own family. You can't just be a scissor, sucking your thumb all year. You've got to prepare yourself. Paul said, I fought hard. I fought a good fight. I have to fight the backbiters, have to fight the gossipers, I have to fight the betrayers, I have to fight liars. Many times I couldn't sleep at night because in my sleep I'm still fighting. I tell people you see the glory, but you don't know my story. Christian life is a life of fighting. You are a soldier in God's army. Here in USA, I'll I be, I be seeing you guys talk about uh, fighting each other on Facebook. There ain't no fight. You guys just tripping. I fought me a good fight. Ladies and gentlemen, life is full of fight. You have to fight to get to where you're going. And you have to fight to stay there when you get there. Are you still here? Now, for the sake of time, Paul also said, I finished my course. This is not a year. That's another F for preachers. This is not a year to start something you don't finish. We went through that mess in the past. But now, make up your mind. Whatever I start, I'm going to finish it. We were building. They say, oh no, we run out of money now. We can't finish. I say, the devil is alive. I was going to dismiss the whole committee. Sometimes you have to make up your mind. I'm not going to start and then quit. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. If you started, you got to finish it. I go never start nothing. Don't finish. The Bible says he is the beginning, but he's also the end. When he starts, he finish. He is alpha and he's Omega. One of my biggest admiration for Sister Austin is when she told me when she graduated, it took 40 years. But she finished. I said, this is the kind of member I'm looking for. This is the year for you and I to possess the land. I hear my wife shouting hallelujah there because she understands what I'm preaching about. I have to teach this principle in my own household. The Bible says if you cannot lead your house, you can't lead a church. My wife starts college in in Nigeria. Lokoja teacher's college. And then she came to America, you know. We still continue to struggle. She started taking some classes at Southern. Still couldn't finish. Ladies and gentlemen, then we moved to Arkansas. She started taking some classes again. You keep on fighting. You keep on pushing. Then we move to Texas. Tarrant County Community College. She start taking classes again. Then finally, we moved to Louisiana and she graduated. We had Dr. Brown right there teaches. You got to finish almost five, six different schools. But I would say, baby, if you're going to hang around here, you started, you're going to finish. This year, if you're going to win, don't allow spirit of fear. This year, if you're going to finish, if you're going to win, you've got to fight. This year, if you're going to win, whatever you started you got to finish it. What is the message? Don't give up. Are you still here? Don't give up on God. Don't give up on your own self. Don't give up on your career. Don't give up on your children. Don't give up on your house. Make up your mind. And I heard somebody say if you don't give up on God, God will never give up on you. In conclusion, Paul said, I kept the faith. That's another F. I won't fear. I will fight. I will finish what I started. And I will keep the faith. I told you at what night. The word that you're hearing right now will not profit you until you mix it with faith. Paul said, I kept the faith. I see I feel you, brother. I can relate to that. I lost some stuff. But I kept the faith. I lost some friends, but I kept my faith. I lost some money. Are you listening to me? But I kept the faith. I lost courage in the process. I lost some hair. My hair turned gray on me, but I kept the faith. I made up my mind. Everything else may fall. But I'm going to keep the faith. I lost courage, but I kept the faith. Down to my last dime, but I kept the faith. This year, make up your mind. You're going to keep the faith. You all know my story. I was homeless. And the street of Riverside, California. But, Pastor, I kept the faith. I kept the faith. If you keep the faith, God will sustain you. If you keep the faith, you will win in everything you pursue. If you keep your faith, your faith will keep you. I rest my case. Everybody stand. I'm out of time. I want to pray for somebody If you're making record At watch night I gave you four things And today I gave you Four additional nuggets You cannot be a part of this ministry And fail It's impossible Unless you choose Not to listen At what's night I said, make sure you use your mouth. You got 364 more days. Use your mouth to declare good things concerning yourself, concerning your home. Don't be a part of any mess. Don't be a part of any gossip. Don't say negative things. Some people they can wait until something bad happens and they want to spread the news. Have you heard? I said if you don't have something positive to say, go to the hardware store, get you a scotch tape, tape your own mouth. And I told you what you need to do, get your plan. No house is built without a plan. No business without a plan. Get you a plan for the year. What are you going to do with yourself this year? Where are you going with your life? Then I told you number three, develop a spirit of expectancy. Expect yourself to be blessed expect yourself to be promoted expect yourself to win how you see yourself matter I'm excited about this year I wish you can open my heart and see the excitement I'm not moved by the news I'm not moved by the report this is the day the Lord has made it This will be a year of rejoicing. Expect. And then I told you the word I was giving you at watch night. Mix it with faith. Don't allow spirit of familiarity. Because you see your pastor every day. Because we are blue jeans like you. You say, Oh, that negro is just running his mouth. This are precious word. God sent me to this community for a reason. Mix what you are hearing with faith. And what you and your children prosper. And today I told you: number one, fear not. Number two, fight the good fight of faith. Number three, finish your course. If you start anything, finish it. And number four, keep the faith. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Let's pray. Don't let COVID keep you from coming to church. Don't be a season. COVID is going nowhere. Going to lock yourself up for life? The devil is alive. <laughs> Thank you, Father. He that the Son of God set free. He is free. You're not in bondage. You are free. Free to prosper. Free to live. If you get sick, say, these two shall pass. Tell COVID, tell Delta, tell Omicron, any other crown coming. I shall live and not die. With long life, he will satisfy me and show me salvation. Those are not just the word of the preacher. That's the word of Almighty God. Father God, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we'll, we bless your name. Thank you for the word of God. You said it will not return for So right now, I pray for every soul under the Sun of my father. Enable us to grab hold of the spirit of God. Enable us to go into this new year with a good mindset. With a mindset to win and not lose. Enable us to have a plan for our own life. Enable us to see ourselves as you God sees us. Lord, I thank you. That you have a plan for us. That plan is good. That plan is to prosper us. That plan is to give us an expected end today i decree and declare there shall be no failure in this house this house will be a beacon light in central louisiana people will be asking what is going on in zion here what is their secret and we can testify this is the lord's doing and it's marvelous in our own side thank you for miracles Thank you for healing. Thank you for prosperity. Thank you for open doors. Thank you for open heaven. Thank you, oh God. Help us to know eyes have not seen it, ears have not heard it, it's not been conceived in the hearts of men. What you, God, has in store for us. We receive it by faith in Jesus name open your mouth shout amen come on open your mouth shout amen give God your loudest amen this concludes our worship service if you're here and you're looking for a church home you want to be a part of this ministry after the benediction now I invite you to please come forward. I want to encourage you to be a part of what God is doing. And if you don't know the Lord as your Lord and as your Savior, it's a good way to start the year and say, Lord, touch me, save me, and He will hear your cry and bless you anyhow. After the benediction, I'll be right here waiting for you along with my wife to receive you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. May the Lord prosper you. That's my prayer for you this year. It is so